everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, UX is a user-focused podcast aimed to help those pivoting into UX design. We're here to empower designers and help those transitioning into the UX field by providing education, resources, and a platform to talk about their experiences. Come because you are curious. Stay to be empowered. Thank you for joining us for Season 3, Episode 6, A Conversation with Product Designer, Min Chun Chen. Going into this interview, I feel like when you go into UX design, a lot of times when you're looking at positions, Mm -hmm. um, you'll probably fit, you know, as far as the job description, UX designer or product designer. So I wanted to gauge a little bit more what the difference was between UX designer and product designer. Same. I, I see them used interchangeably. So I was also looking forward to it because I wanted to understand what the difference was between a product designer and a UX designer. Are there differences? What are those differences? So I think it was a good conversation to get some clarity. Right. And because uh, I remember like going off the boot camp, right off the boot camp, like a lot of my fellows went either into UX research, UX design or product design. And so I do know that when it comes to doing the um, design challenge, it does work a little bit different for a UX design role versus product design role. So heads up, Helotis, that might be something you might want to look into before your interview. And there's a lot of great videos on YouTube that you can search for the difference between the yeah um let's go into it let's go into it this portion of the podcast is brought to you by minji thank you so much for joining us today Minju Chen is a product designer at Microsoft designing workspace search experience for enterprise customers and organizations. Before Microsoft, she worked as at Amazon building products to help members discover and engage with different prime benefits. She also worked at Wayfair designing mobile and desktop experience for warehouse associates and supervisors safely, accurately, and effectively to do their job. She is also passionate about helping young designers grow, particularly those who identify as women of color. Thank you so much for joining us, Minju. Thank you so much for your introduction. Happy to share my journey with you today. Yeah, we're excited. So speaking of your journey, could you walk us through your journey into UX and then your focus into product design? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a long journey. I find the UX design long time ago since high school because first of all, I got my first uh, Apple product. It's an Apple iTouch. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's it's the one look like the iPhone, but it's not exactly the same as iPhone because you can use that one to talk or uh, text someone. So I was super amazed by the product design. But even during my high school, I didn't know this is the product design. I just feel like this is the the design is just so pretty, and that's it. And at the same time, one of my friend like who told me there's a major in the state which was human computer intelligent design. Yeah. So a lot of like international student like graduate from that master program, they successfully land a job like at like Apple, Google and Microsoft. So I feel like that will be something I can like pursue as my career in the future. It's more like a gut feeling that mm-hmm. that might be something for me, but I didn't do like any other like in-deep research. So with that goal in mind, even though I study Chinese literature and language at college, I still looking for design opportunity where I work as a like more like a graphic designer 
mm-hmm. uh, on this kind of student-run newspaper or other local magazine. So I do the editorial design. I I design the layout and just trying to looking at how I can rearrange the content. So it's more so going back to now, I think it's more like information architecture, information yeah. hierarchy, this kind of design with some visual treatment to highlight some certain information. So I was working at at this like, magazine so I can build some portfolio. It's more about like the layout design for this magazine and newspaper. And I applied for the school, the master program in the state. Um, but because I didn't have any experience, I applied for uh, the school in the state when I was in China. So to make sure that I can get at least like one or two admission from uh, the master program in the state. I also applied for another major called learning science and technology. Okay. Because there, based on my research, I find that people without any design background, but they can get the, the admission from the learning science technology degree. It's kind of similar. It has some sort of overlapping areas with the SCI master degree. So I, I applied for both degrees. And unfortunately, I didn't get any admission from the HCI school. However, I got some admission from the education school to studying learning science and technology. That's so finally, fantastic. I, yeah. So even it's not a straightforward journey to go into the UX design, but I still feel so lucky enough that I got the opportunity to fly to Philadelphia and I start my first master's degree at Universal, University of Pennsylvania. Um, so during my time at Penn, on one hand, I study my education like degree, taking this kind of required class. On the other hand, I took the opportunity to take a, a style six like design class as my elective. And I also share my uh, career goal with my professor that I want to become a UX designer other than being become a teacher or like, learning the instructional design in the future. Mm-hmm. So they very support me. So even I graduated from the degree in education areas, but actually I'm more like likely be a design school student at right. Penn. Yeah. And so from my education at UPenn, I really start to know about like what is the design process look like. Even they are not the UX design, actually. They are more like the graphic design, art mm-hmm. installation. Mm-hmm. But I know about like how I can like think and explore different direction to, to share like my idea through these kind of artifacts. And we have a lot of design critique um, in the class. So there, so I using my uh, project like from my school to apply for a CI master program again. And that time, fortunately, I got a couple of admission. I think it's more because of the design portfolio I did at UPenn. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, yeah, so in 2017, I went to Seattle and finally started my second master's degree in human-computer interaction design. So it's just like almost 10 years exploration. Even though I, I know about this is a career I need to pursue, I just like working hard and smart, just leverage all of my resources to pursue this goal. And after graduation from UW, I was looking for my first job and my then my first job and start working in the UX and product design areas until now. Yeah. That's fantastic. I totally understand taking the windy road mm-hmm. to where you want to be, but it's it's about how you where you land, not necessarily how you get there. But they also yeah. gives you more um, experience and gives you more of a different perspective, especially when it comes to design, to user yeah. design. So that's fantastic. Now, 
what does your day-to-day look like as a product mm-hmm. designer? I know you recently, as we were exchanging emails, you mentioned that you just switched teams as mm-hmm. well on, at Microsoft. So can you tell us a little bit about your former team, your new team, mm-hmm. and kind of how you work? Mm-hmm. Um, so formerly, I was working at uh, the image and video search vertical for for Bing. Um, and it was a very like consumer facing design team. Um, but right now I'm switched to the enterprise search design team. So it's more about like we designing the, the experience under the work, work vertical uh, at Bing. Uh, so the user almost like the, the worker, like any organization, like you are working in a large organization or small organization, when you are using the Bing, you can search this kind of work information, work data under our work vertical and in terms of the day-to-day like how my day-to-day work looks like there's no huge difference between the team it's more likely about like on monday or or wednesday we have certain like weekly like design meeting like this internal design team meeting we will like check out like everyone project startup like any worker or there's another type of meeting, which is the design internal design team review. So we can use that opportunity to share our recent design work and ask for like feedback or design creative from peer designer and the design manager. Yeah, and if you are working with certain product team and engineering team for a specific project, you have the ownership to schedule the meeting uh, weekly like design review meeting with this partner, with PM and engineer. So it's depending on like who you are working with, what team you are working with, you might have this kind of weekly checking meeting with this product partner. And yeah, and yeah, just a lot of regular like weekly meeting, checking meeting with the design team and large like organization like, like meeting and weekly meeting with the product team. And besides that, the rest of time is your time. So you can like, doing the design inspiration or sometimes I love looking at searching some like user research data on our internal like, research database. Or if you have any, any question, especially I think like working in this large organization, a lot of time you need to you need to spend lots of time communicating your design or asking the question, asking the right, find, figuring out who is the right person and then asking the question. So this is the part, part I spend a lot of time outside this meeting time and outside my design time. So yeah, so this is my daily schedule look like. It's pretty like regular. I feel like there's no huge difference between this company I'm working with, especially during the working from home, this kind of setting. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. So you mentioned a few different teams that you mm-hmm. kind of interact with and work on. Now you have a design, your design team. Mm-hmm. Then you said yeah. you have the PMs and yeah. the devs, yeah. the engineers. So yeah. how, how do those three teams work together um, mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. experience? Yeah. Um, how does the, how does that flow from day to day or week to week? As you say, you meet with them weekly sometimes. Yeah, so usually you're like, for the product and engineering team, usually as a designer, you will be assigned to maybe one or two product domain. And each of the product domain, they might have like one or two or three 
different like product manager or engineering team. And depending on like what kind of project you are working under these product areas, so you will be working directly with this product and engineering team at least for this quarter. So and other designer from my team, like they will be taking on other product domain. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So usually for the designer, like design, like design team design review is more like likely about like share my share our design update and sometimes we might have some sort of overlapping areas like we need to make sure the design is cohesive across our ecosystem so you might need to like check in with other designer on like how they leverage this design pattern to uh that do they have the cinema like problem to solve before and what kind of solution look like so it's more about like, design quality and checking to make sure the consistency. But mm-hmm. for the product team and the engineering team, the design review is more about like, uh, make sure that we got their feedback, especially from engineering team. Sometimes we have couple design inspiration, but something like sometimes uh, it can work because of some technical constraint mm-hmm. or technical limitation. And sometimes uh, PM team also have some new requirement coming out so you need to make sure that your design decision is balanced like user need taking into constraint as well as the the business requirement um so there's a lot of like bad and false communication to make sure that we align on this design decision and we can move forward into the next step and also just check always checking with these cross-functional folks to make sure that we will hand off the design before the engineering already working on this product. Absolutely. That sounds a little chaotic, but very organized at the same time because you have to make sure that everybody's aligned and mm-hmm. you're taking everyone's requirements into consideration, yeah. not just designing because you yeah. have anything you want to, but you have to make sure that it works both for the user, but also technically yeah. it works with the new requirements or the existing requirements that the product manager has. You mentioned design critique. How does, mm-hmm. do you enjoy the design critique? Oh yeah, this is, I think design quality is the best part of the work I enjoy most. Even though like early on in the beginning when I was a junior designer, I was so scary about the design quality because for as a presenter, I didn't know how to present my work within a, like three or five minutes and ask for feedback. Mm-hmm. And the other side is that I didn't know how to like share my feedback like politely. Like it's not about like I don't like you design. It's more about like I want to share some advice or my exactly. thoughts on exactly. this design. So it's through a lot of practice and observation uh, on virtually how other senior designer on my team, they work, uh, they, they share and give feedback or give the presentation. So I just keep like listening and observing. And, and then like, I start to like, like raise my hand more often during uh, my, my design team review. Mm-hmm. And at least at the beginning, I can share my idea and the thoughts. And eventually I can be more comfortable with like presenting on my own and uh, share my share my critique or share my feedback to peer designer yeah so it's a it's a really like fun thing to do but it was stressful at the beginning and just through a lot of practice and i also like sometimes i will also even looking at some like media article or like youtube video about like how to give or receive feedback and this mm-hmm. kind of content because that is super important in Absolutely. the working environment. Yeah, it's not just the design quality, but for every meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I used to hate, not hate, I used to mm-hmm. dislike critique as well. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, once you 
put it into perspective that it's not personal. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. about moving the work forward and no. doing the best job that we can for no. our customers, our subscribers, whoever the end user is. That's really what's the best and yeah. the most important. But learning how to give it mm -hmm. without making it personal is is a is not easy. It's learning it's something you have to definitely learn and practice. So that's why I wanted to ask you about that because I know some people have mixed feelings about critique. Yeah, especially I think you mentioned something about the mindset. Mm -hmm. The critique is not about criticizing you yourself, your performance. It's more about the project itself. Mm -hmm. After you change your mindset to everything is just I receive the feedback I receive is good for my project. It's not for my personal stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you will take it way more easier. I will now take a break. Hear a word from a sponsor and we'll be right back with our featured guest. Welcome back, everyone, and we'll continue our conversation. So Minjun, can you tell us a little bit about the work you're doing mentoring young designers? Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's a great question. So, so it starts with by myself as a mentee, where I uh, looking for the mentorship from my mentor. So early on, I was like reaching out to this designer who are working in this company for a couple couple years on LinkedIn. And fortunately, I got some of them replies. So I start my one-on-one like, mentorship session. Mm -hmm. This kind of checking uh, in a more like a monthly base. So I really learned so much from my mentor. And one day I feel like I also have a lot of things I can share at least for the people, maybe like more like junior folks mm -hmm. or the designer who transition into UX design field because how my experience for landing of my full-time job, first full-time job, or how I can level up into more mid-level or senior designer. This kind of experience is still very fresh on my mind. Right. So I, I think, uh, I think that even though I don't know about everything, but I at least know something I can share that will benefit maybe just a little bit percent, like maybe one point percent of people that mm -hmm. is enough so i start like sharing a linking post on mm -hmm. linking about like um this is uh, the holiday right now i'm happy to open up my calendar and feel free to book up the time uh one one time on me on my calendar so it was starting from 2019 yes okay. um and my calendar like quickly was booking up by a lot of like, designers who are looking for the advice for maybe like finding a job or leveling up into mid-level position and i also find myself really enjoying the process of being a men mentor to other mm -hmm. uh, because the first thing is it's a great way for me to practice my own communication skill a lot of time i have to give the feedback to mm -hmm. like my mentee so it's a great way for me to practice how i how i handle like how i give the feedback and also share my advice uh, waste rationale as well mm -hmm. uh, the second is because if you are in a mentor position you have to summarize something and share with other mm -hmm. uh, i think that is the time i feel like i really absorbed absorbed the, the knowledge mm -hmm. because i can give back to other Absolutely. and the, the third one is more about like mm, i don't know I, I always have a mental mindset like if I want to, if I'm continue to do something good for the society, 
there's always been sense of other good thing or my the luck will coming back to me. Mm-hmm. So I always have this kind of mindset. So just keep doing it. So and right now like there's more like mentorship platform like ADP this or other. Uh, and so I signed up for the mentor uh, at ADP this. There's so many like like mentee there reach out mm-hmm. to me. So I I opened up like maybe three or four. Uh, slow every week so I have this kind of casual like coffee chat with people mentee from from different country and I also uh, like join this kind of podcast or more like the design meetup design event so I can share my audience uh, share my advice to a broad range of audience so it's mm-hmm. more about like scalability yeah, sometimes you ha- sometimes it's sometimes I think the the good thing for the men- one-on-one mentorship is you can provide some personal like advice to someone. But sometimes like you will keep answering the same question like how you get into design, what is the best advice <laughs> yes. for resume. So I start thinking about how I can scale my content into more people. So I join this design event uh, more like a speaker, and I can put all my thoughts into the presentation decks and share with. Uh, like other designer in our community mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah this, this is pretty much i, I think it's all of the great mentorship is, is more likely around about the two-way conversation Absolutely. it's not about like i i share something to my mentee i also learn a lot of great things from my uh my mentee as well and also remind me of like how my struggle like i had when i transitioned into the ux design and I feel so lucky and grateful enough for like work in this different great company and become who I am right now. Yeah, Absolutely. so just a lot of like thoughts and idea um and and great thing I learned from my men- mentoring experience. And you also mentioned that you focus on, usually on young designers mm-hmm. that are typically women of color. Now, why yeah. did you decide to do, you know, mm-hmm. specialized focus yeah. into that? Yeah. The first of thing is a lot of time because I am the the woman designer. So most of the younger w- women they will reach out to me than other men. <laughs> and the second is I also find myself most of my mentee who are the women designer, they have a lot of important syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. every time they, every time I if I give their some feedback, like I think the first most common like. Center I hear from these women designers. Oh, sorry, I'm I I didn't realize. And when they are presenting their design work, even it's a great design project, but they present it with no confidence. So this is how I observe from most of my men mentoring experience with these women designer. So I start uh and there's and also I figure out there's more like women UX design community like in our community. So I start mm-hmm. to like give more presentation around some career strategy for the women designer. Yeah, because I, I think like we, as a women designer, we need to know about like how powerful we are. We need to identify our value and superpower and bring it to the table. And every time if we talk to someone, especially if we present our design work to any people, we need to have the confidence because no one else in the room know better about the design than us. So I think this is something I was struggling early on, but right now I become more confident and I know about like who I am as a designer and I want to share 
at least I've been a little bit encouragement to these women designers since we share the same experience before. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Find our superpowers. Yeah, like that. that's really great. Um, I do have uh, a couple more questions. If you were to give someone advice, as you do mm -hmm. with your mentees, looking mm -hmm. to focus into product design, what mm -hmm. advice would you give them? Well, that's a, a fantastic question. There's a couple things. The first of is focusing on your single goal, which is to become a product designer. Everything else will follow. So what I mean here is a lot of time we have a lot of pressure, maybe coming from the peer, coming from the social media. Like someone say, I'm happy to announce I'm landing my job at blah, blah company. And people, especially I hear a lot of people will be very uh, stressed out. Like if they are still in the stage of job hunting, but other people already land the job. Um, and during the job, we start like worry about other things like promotion, mm -hmm. <laughs> leveling up to like mm -hmm. more like mid-level senior design position and package, like how much I pay, like uh, my base salary, like rise like, next year, something like that. I think like going back to our original goal is to become a designer. So just take this original goal through a way into your journey and trying to think about like what is the areas I need to opportunity areas I need to spend more time uh, and input it so this going back to my second point is identify knowing about what is your strengths but also knowing about what is your opportunity areas. Uh, what I mean by saying that is when you are still like studying UX design or you're already working in the design, product design field, this is a great opportunity for you to using all these kind of resources to level up, to improve your weakness. Um, but when you are in the job hunting stage or you want to make a great contribution, to your team, to your company, that is time for you to leverage your strengths. So if you really want to grow your career, you really need to become a well-rounded product designer. You can be like really bad at a certain thing, but you need to be like at least average for most of the thing. Mm -hmm. But you need to be really great at at least two skill. I think one or two skill. Maybe it could be the presentation skill or a presentation skill plus interaction design. Mm -hmm. So it will help you stand out, not just from the job interview, but also from your work environment. And my third point is just everything takes time. Absolutely. Just everything takes time, especially for the younger designer. Like since like they always have a illusion, I, I guess, like I need to maybe get into Microsoft for my first career or... <laughs> yeah. What if I get into a very messy startup at the beginning? My career will be messy as well. I always tell them like, just everything is take time. And your first job is not your forever job. You want working in your first company for 13 years. <laughs> so you, if you want to add like Microsoft or other, this kind of company, you just like, you just keep growing your skill and like make sure that you did a great job, did, did a great project. On your current company so you can build out your portfolio that for your future job hunting and when times come in you will get into this company Absolutely. sometimes like the job hunting is not just about like how good we are it's sometimes also depending on the timing and the luck absolutely it's about timing yeah. and luck absolutely yeah. and a lot of luck sometimes yeah yeah right <laughs> so so sometimes even people ask me like i i just say like i don't know like what i'm knowing is i always knowing about what i want and i just keep working hard and smart to uh, 
to accomplish this goal. And when the time coming, I get this opportunity. And let's see. And the last advice I want to share is just be good to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And celebrate every small wins. Yeah. I think that is the best advice, especially for someone who are not confident enough in their work in their lives. So maybe like you wake up ten minutes earlier than usual, you can also be happy for yourself. Right. <laughs> so just yeah, celebrate absolutely. every small win. Yeah. Yeah, so this is my advice. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Small wins. Every yeah. celebrate every little win because yeah. they turn into bigger ones as they yeah. as the road goes on. Absolutely. Well, I have one more question for you. It's a little bit fun and silly.、Mm-hmm. So, what would you be if you could wear one Halloween costume every day for the rest of your life? Oh, okay. That's a great question. I will wear the Kirby. The one from the like Nintendo. Yes.、Game. The reason was that so I I had a cat. Uh, his name is Kirby, and and my cat was unfortunately passed away because of the heart disease two months ago. I'm sorry. And from my understanding about the Kirby, and my cat Kirby, Kirby is always a character、uh, who can empower their co his close friends. And family to overcome the challenge. I think my cat is that Kirby, who really empowered me and encouraged me to go over all these challenge and obstacle during my journey. Especially, I got my my Kirby when I just graduated from school. So he was seeing myself growing up into this kind of stage in my career. And we we always accomplish like we always stay with each other. We move from. Different city from Boston, Seattle to Vancouver. So yeah, I will definitely wear the Kirby one. That's beautiful. I love that. Oh my goodness, that is absolutely amazing. I'm very sorry to hear about your cat, but it sounds like you guys were together for a great time and a great support for each other. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much. How can our Halodis find you? Oh、uh, yeah, so folks can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter, but I'm not a, a Twitter person, so I'm more leaning towards to like、okay. sending my message or like on LinkedIn. Yeah, I always check my LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting with us today and giving us this wonderful interview and such great advice. Yeah, thank you so much. Now a word from our sponsor. So Jasmine, what did you think about the interview? Yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised how she gave a picture of how product designers work within an enterprise setting.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all that collaboration that has to happen between developers and product managers, probably, and you know, project managers. And so it, she gave us a big picture.、Um, so I feel like. That's going to be helpful for a lot of folks, you know, that are wanting to go into enterprise setting.、Mm-hmm. I was also very impressed when she was talking about the education that that she had prior going into UX design. I was like, wow, two master's degrees, right? <laughs> right. So、her. I was like, damn, girl, go girl.、Um, but I, what I liked about it was that how she had not gone into the program that she wanted.、Um, she accepted the other one. 
But knowing that she had a goal set into mm-hmm. going to UX design, she talked to her professors. She let them know what her plans were for the future. And knowing this, you know, she went and she got classes that were part of the human and computer interaction design program. And mm-hmm. so I felt like, wow, that was very smart of her, right? Not to limit Absolutely. herself to the curriculum that she was being given for this other master's degree and then you know I was like yeah then she got into the other program that she wanted to get into right so um, again it's just one of those recurrent themes that we keep having this season of people finding a way to make things work in their favor right no matter the situation they still manage to say okay I'm here but let me start doing this because this is where my sights are set, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that all the Hellodies can take away. You know, how don't limit yourself to what you see right now. Look at the future and then do those little things that can help you towards that. Absolutely. I just, I found that fascinating. I also found it fascinating that she knew from when she was in high school that she wanted to be a UX designer uh when i was in high school that wasn't a thing <laughs> right right so i found that amazing i was like wow you already knew what you wanted to do and that this was even a, a field for her to aspire to at that moment in time talking about the um ipod ipod video right the ipod video that she was talking about so i was trying to think back in my mind when that was and i was like oh wow all right i was i think i was in college when that was a thing not not in high school, but I found that amazing that she was, you know, she had her sights set. She made it work one way or the other. And that's just, just, just so great for her to do that. Another takeaway that I got was the, the critique process. I I brought this up before. Um, uh, I I always had a love hate with critiques. um, And when I was in college doing my art degree, Mm -hmm. but I learned to love them because they became so valuable. They gave you insights into things that you you are unlikely to see for yourself. So being right. able to bring that into your job, into the corporate world, or even your little startup, if it's not corporate or, you know, in whatever environment you're working in, it's oh, feedback is always so important so that you don't work in this like little silo of being so disconnected from your customer, your end user. Right. And I feel like that's something that I struggle with too, having this mentality that I should not present this until I think it's ready. So having like this perfectionist mentality of like, no, you know, I need to show it to you when it's done. And again, that takes away from the whole, you know, UX design process because you want that early feedback, you know, are, are you doing what the team thinks done for the best outcome, right? Of the project. And so again, that, that was something that I totally can relate to. I, I felt that was my struggle, not wanting to share my work. Not because I was embarrassed, but just because it wasn't ready. Like, right. not perfect. And that's the thing. It's, we, it's, <laughs> it's never really ready, though. You know, yeah. in the sense that this is what it is right now. Yeah. But in a month, in six months, when you start iterating and trying right. to make the product better, it's going to change again. And I don't, I, I learned not to get precious about the work. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't enjoy it, that I don't like it, that I'm a fan and I believe in it, but not to hold it so close to me that I'm afraid to show it to other people. So I think that's one thing I learned. And one thing she iterated that, you know, that she um, spoke about was that, you know, it's okay to put it out there in the world. And you do have, it is a practice thing. You do have to learn how to give proper feedback um, so that it doesn't become personal. 
Right, and I really enjoyed her talking about how she helps other women that are coming into the field. She talks to them about, you know, what are their next steps, and let's plan for those next steps. And if you don't have a body of work yet ready to present, well, then let's do that, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let's let's work on, you know, getting your portfolio up to date. And so I felt like, yes, you know, women empowering women. And to me, that is awesome. So, you know, she does give the invitation to those that want to reach out to her that you can. And I think she mentioned she does mentoring to ADP, right? Yes. Yeah. And I I know that that's an organization that we've spoken before Mm -hmm. uh, on a previous podcast of how to look for mentorship opportunities. So go back to that episode and listen in on the different organizations that you can do this. Absolutely. Well, this wraps up season three, episode six, Different Paths, One User Experience, where we bring you different experts from various roles that contribute to the user experience. Before we leave you, I would like to invite you to visit us on our website at hellous.design and find all of our social media links to follow us, like us, and leave us reviews. And also check us out on our YouTube channel and don't forget to subscribe. If you would like to cover us a specific topic or you're designed to give us feedback, send us a message via our social media channels or send us an email to info at hellous.design. I'll repeat, info at hellous.design. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on all major streaming platforms. Hey, you like what you hear? Then show us some love by becoming a sustainer. This will allow us to continue to bring you the content you're looking for and treat us to a cafecito. And now a shout out to our sponsor, Overflow Digital. Overflow Digital, a digital agency specializing in all your professional website needs. We aim to create dynamic websites that will positively impact your business, meeting you at the crossroads of data, design, marcom, and UX. Before we leave, we would like to leave you with this quote. Success is terrifying. Like happiness, it is often appreciated in retrospect. Julie Andrews. That is so true. I never really thought about it until you said that, but it's true. You don't really enjoy the moment. We have a big problem with enjoying the moment where we're thinking about the future or thinking about the past. Right. learning to slow down for a second and focus on the right now enjoy the success the happiness the fulfillment you have in this moment is so important right and like seeing all the hard work paying off you know and give yourself kudos like you know we mentioned before give yourself kudos and all the little small things that you do do throughout and especially when you're going this path where you're unsure if what you're doing is going to be the best for you for your future for your career Mm-hmm. And so, you know, giving you those little pats in the back is exactly. Good. It's not just about the big ones. It's also about the small ones. Correct. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you soon. Yes. Hasta la próxima. Bye.